Pakistan for leading it so well and everybody's taking part. And as Christine said earlier, thank you to all who made yesterday, last, yesterday afternoon such a great time as well. Um, just a couple of things I want to mention. Oh, wait a minute, I just kept my notes. Um, in the bulletin, it does say that there'll be a school of, disi- school of discipleship um, tomorrow night, but there won't be now because our evening groups are not meeting this week, this coming week, because on Tuesday we've got a very special evening and we've just called it a celebration evening and it's, it's for everyone to come to. We want to invite everybody, as many as possible, to come and just to celebrate. We're going to be celebrating communion in a more informal way and thanking God for that. We're going to be celebrating God's goodness as we worship and praise him and just being part of the family of God. And uh, we had one last year and it was really, really good midweek. So do come. That's a half seven on Tuesday. Everyone is welcome to that. Now, I've got a few things just to set up. So can I just invite you to find somebody to say to somebody, hi, welcome and introduce yourself if you haven't done that. Let's just do that for a few minutes while I do this. Nathan. Matt, Matt, can you just come here? How do I start my slideshow? Just 
So, well, we're going to look at, this morning, the Ten Commandments. I'm going to be thinking about the Ten Commandments. Just, just, just put your hand up if you know. How many commandments are there in the Ten Commandments? Five. Five. Nine. Yep. Ten. Right. So there's Ten Commandments. Who knows who the Ten Commandments were given to? Well, don't shout out. You're cheating. <laughs> Somebody was going to say it. Yes. Do you know? Moses, Moses, Moses. That's right. Moses was up a mountain. Oh, now then. Does anybody know what Mount it was called? Anybody ideas? Go on. Sinai. Yeah, Mount Sinai. And Moses was given the Ten Commandments on two slabs of salt, licorice, or stone. Which was it? Slabs of licorice. Say it again. No, it wasn't salt. Stone, right. It does actually say tablets of stone, but if you say tablets, you think Moses were very high tech. So these were (laughs) slabs of stone, and he was given ten commandments. Some people think that because the Ten Commandments were given way back in Moses' day, that they're not relevant today. That, you know, well, that was years and years ago. That was before Jesus was born and died. And so it, they're not relevant today. But actually, that is wrong. Because this is what the Bible says. Let's uh, start off at this thing, if I can. This is what the Apostle Paul said in Romans chapter 7, or yeah, verse 7. He said, I would not have known what sin was had it not been for the law. That's the Ten Commandments and more in the Bible. For I would not have known what coveting really was, I'll be talking about that later, if the law had not said, you shall not covet. And then he went on to say, so then, the law is holy and the commandment is holy, righteous, and good. So, the Ten Commandments today help us to see what God is like. And the Ten Commandments actually show us what we are like. Somebody said that the Ten Commandments are like a a mirror. You know what, you look in a mirror, you see yourself, obviously, don't you? You see a reflection of yourself. Some people say that when you look into the Ten Commandments... And you try and keep them, and you do your best to keep all of those commandments. Because we can't help but fail at times, we're shown what our heart is like. So the Ten Commandments show us that we're actually very, very sinful. They show us the wonderful holiness of God, that God's got very high standards because he is holy and pure. But then he also shows us what we're like, because we try and keep them, but we fail And it shows us how sinful they are. So what are the Ten Commandments? Now, many years, it is many years ago, I taught you an easy way to remember the Ten Commandments. And if you're under 13 years of age, you won't remember because you weren't born then, because it was even before that when when I shared this. So I thought it's about time to remind us how, what are the Ten Commandments, how to remember them, and then why 
they are so important. So, first commandment. Let's see if, unfortunately, it didn't, this didn't work out. My skills of operating didn't work out, so you might not be able to see this. I think I put the wrong slides in. So, yeah, it's a back, it should have been a dark background. Anyway, so that's what the first commandment is. Number one, you shall have no other gods before me. You shall have no other gods before me. Now, that's easy to remember, isn't it? One, just one God. God's got to be number one in our life. That's what it's saying. There's only one God, so he's got to be number one. He's got to be, take first place in our lives. And the question is, is God first in your life? And is he first in my life? He's always, has he always been first? Or have we sort of pushed him out a bit? So number one, easy to remember, you shall have no other gods before me. Number two, oh, back, sorry. Don't want to go back to that one, do I? Let's start again. Who's laughing? <laughs> My granddaughter. That's rubbish. I think I'm going to ask Anya to come and do this. So, number two, here we are. Okay, number two, the second is, you shall not make for yourself a carved image. Now, a carved image was like an, what called an idol. People used to carve things, figures, and then they thought that those were the gods, and they bowed down to them and worshipped them. You shall not make to yourself a carved image. An idol. Don't make an idol. Because people don't make idols today, do they? Where, where we live and in, in, in this country. And, but we do have idols. Because an idol is anything that is more important in my life than God. So anything that takes, pushes God out of my life to one side becomes an idol. So actually, all sorts of, there's all sorts of idols that can become more important. I suppose an obvious one would be television. Watching television. Or, you know, some social media, Facebook, or any other social media. Or it could be cars, it could be our job, it could be our family, it could be our sport and football. Or, not that they're bad, but when they become so important to us, actually, they become more important than God. So when I make those things my idol then I break that commandment. I think it was Calvin, John Calvin, who said this, lived many years ago, that the, every heart is an idol factory. Every heart is an idol factory. It makes idols. We're, we're so easily given to worshipping other things than God. How can we remember two? Well, it's easy, isn't it? There's no, there aren't two gods. So, number two, don't make another god, right? We also... Uh, also, there's, a, there's another way I used to remember this, number two, was you, if you've got a girlfriend and you're going out with her, but you're sort of seeing another girlfriend on the side, you're two-timing, all right? So don't two-time God, okay? So anyway, I won't go into that. So number two, don't make an idol. Don't make another God. Don't make a carved image for yourself. Number three is this. Let's see if this comes up. 
Okay. Third commandment. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Another translation says this. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Now, three, this is the third commandment, three reminds me that there are the three names in the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So that's the way I remember this. Oh, don't take the name of your God in vain. Don't misuse the name of God. People do that, don't they? Oh, don't they? And, and they use God as a swear word, or Jesus, or Christ, or Christ, or Jesus. And it's awful, because that is blasphemy. That's, that's something that is a breaking of that commandment. So we're not to use the name of God like that. And it's breaking the commandment. Number four, let's have a C. Four. I've got to kick this. Ah, good. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Now, what's, what, what, what is uh, the Sabbath day? The Sabbath day for the Christian, of course, on, on the, Jesus rose the first day of the week, Sunday. So for the Christian now, we make Sunday a day of rest and worship. That's what God says. In the week, because it goes back to creation, make a day in the week where you can particularly worship God and rest from your work. And for the Christian, we make Sunday, and if you, can't, if you have to work or something, it's good to make another day and to make sure that we honour God in that way. But it's a day of rest. Now, four. There we are. Well, if you use your imagination, that looks like a deck chair. All right? So, and what do you do on a deck chair? You yeah, yes, you're fast asleep, or you rest, or something like that. Perhaps it should be like, well, I've forgotten how deck chairs look now. That's the same, isn't it? Anyway, so it's a deck chair. I was never an artist. So remember that. Fourth, number four. Remember the Sabbath day. Keep it whole. It's a day of rest. Number five. Let's see if this comes up. Number five. Honour your father and your mother. Five. Just imagine, children, that your mum gives you two pounds to go to buy an ice cream. And you say to her, oh, come on, mum, give us a fiver. <laughs> now, in my day, I would have got a clip around the ear. <laughs> but I would say your mum would say, don't be cheeky, or something like that. Don't be cheeky to your parents. Five, give us a fiver. It's just a way of remembering, all right? So, don't be disrespectful, means to your parents. As they get older, we still have to respect our parents. And as I get older, my parents get older, they are still to be honoured as much as we can. So we are to respect our parents. We're not to disrespect them. We've got to be thoughtful, caring, and uh, obedient. So, number six. Sixth commandment is you shall not murder. Very simple. You shall not murder. How to remember the number six? Let's put this there. So, number six reminds me of a hangman's noose. All right? Now, if, 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 long time ago, you murdered somebody in this country, you would be hung like that. 
you'll be executed. So, number six, you shall not murder. You've got to remember these because I'm going to test you later on. You shall not murder. Number seven, you shall not commit adultery. That means being faithful in marriage to my husband, to my wife. Now, I want you just to hold up your hands to your face, right? Like that. Now, put your fingers down, clench them. Now, start counting from your thumb. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, right? Seven. What do, you, what, what do people often wear on that finger, the seventh finger? Usually a wedding ring, yeah, wedding ring. So, wedding ring. I've, got, I've never had a wedding ring. Don't go into that, but I've never had a wedding ring. So, seventh commandment is you shall not commit adultery. I also remember, I also remember number seven because there's a saying about the seven year itch, right? Yeah, yeah. I, well, I won't go into that either, but uh, so, anyway, seven, we wedding ring. That's you shall not commit adultery. Number eight, we're getting through this very quick. Ooh, you shall not steal. Number eight, very, oh, ooh, this is easy to remember this one because number eight, on its side, reminds me of cuff, handcuffs, all right? Right, so. You steal, oh, well, you don't go to jail, but anyway, you're in handcuffs. So, remember that, you shall not steal. By the way, I, I, I'm not going to ask you to put your hand up. Have you ever stolen? I have. Yeah? Many, I, do you know how we steal? Sometimes we can take things. A, a, a good way of remembering if you're stealing something is if you have to steal, if you have to take something that isn't yours when no, because no one's not looking. Right? If, if you don't want anybody to look and see what you're doing, it could be that you're stealing. But actually, we can steal other things, can't we? I mean, we can steal somebody's reputation yeah, by gossiping about them or criticizing them to somebody. Well, that's breaking the Eighth Commandment. Uh, we can sp steal time, you know, at work. People where we, the boss isn't looking or he's away, and so we, we steal things like that. There's lots of ways that we can steal things. We can steal by watching, you know, pirated movies or music or listening to music, that sort of thing. By not returning what we borrow. There's lots and lots of ways that we actually steal and can be guilty of this. So here's another one. This is a longer one. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. What does that mean? It means you shall not lie. You shall not lie to your neighbor. Tell them lies. Tell them untruths. How do you remember this? This is a bit of a stretch. All right. Nine sounds like Naiba. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Naiba. Every... It does. It just sounds like Naiba. Nine. So you mustn't lie. Right? You mustn't. Where's it gone? You mustn't give false testimony to your neighbor. You mustn't lie to them. Lastly. Okay. Oh, you shall not covet 
you shall not covet. Number 10, you shall not covet. What does it mean to covet? It means to want something that isn't yours, but to want it selfishly, want it greedily. You, want to, you see something and you, because somebody else has got it, you haven't, you want it. That's, that's coveting something. Okay, hand, put your hands up like that, the other way around, facing that way. Right, now, go like this. What are you doing? You're grasping, aren't you? Right, with all your fingers, ten, grasp, grasp, grasp. I want that, I want this, that's mine. Okay, you can stop now. <laughs> Number ten, you shall not covet. Okay. Let's, uh, let me test you. Oh, let's have a see. Okay, you, you got, you, you've got number 10, that's fine, is that? Who can remember what the ninth commandment is about, approximately? Can you remember? Ninth? Yep. Shout it out. Don't lie to your neighbor. Okay, that's good. Yep, okay. How about the third? Hmm, what's the third commandment? Come on, think about it. You can have it. Yeah? Don't use God's name in vain. Well done. Yeah, well remembered. Hmm. How about the sixth? What's the sixth commandment? Say again. You shall not murder. Really good. You're doing really well. Ooh, let's, what about number first? One. Yeah. One God. You shall have one God. Here's a tough thing. What about the eighth? What's the eighth commandment? Somebody else. Yeah. You shall not steal. Really good. Uh, fifth commandment. I've got to think now. Hold on. Fifth. Who hasn't answered? Yeah. Go on. Yeah. Honor your father and your mother. Give us a five. Give us a fiver. All right. What about number four? Ooh, what's number four? Come on, come on, come on. Quick, get those mental. Yes, Dan. Sabbath. Keep the Sabbath day. Yeah, resting, resting on the Sabbath day. We've only got a few more left. Ooh, seven. Seven. Anybody else you've answered? Anybody else? Come on, work it out, work it out. Yes. Yeah, in, in, in different words. Go on then. You, you know? You, yeah, go on then. Say again. You shall not commit adultery. Yeah, you, you must be faithful, faithful. And, oh no, we've got another one, number two. Hmm, what's number two? What's the second commandment? Come on, come on, come on, come on. Two. Yeah, yeah, Andrew, yes. Don't two-time God. Don't two-time God. Yeah, excellent, yeah. <laughs> Don't make an idol. And the ten. So, you see, it helps, doesn't it, to remember those things. Now, can anyone say that they've never, ever broken a commandment? None of us, all of us, have broken those commandments in some way or other. You know, I, I, I look back, I'm ashamed, I say I've lied. I've lied, yeah. What does that make me? A liar. Does it make me, what does it make me? A liar. Have you lied? What does that make you? Come on, you just told me I'm a liar. Yeah. <laughs> liar <laughs> adultery you know murder let's see if this comes up let's see not sure whether you... yeah this is what Jesus said you have heard it was said to those of old you shall not murder but I say to you that whoever is angry oof, angry 
with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. So, only oh yeah, I'm murdered. Oh, well, have I murdered? Have I, got, have I got angry because of my frustration with somebody? Or my irritation? Or because they've hurt me? You know, they do, don't do what I want them to do? That, that's, that's actually murder in the heart. God, God actually sees the heart. He sees what we like. And Jesus also said, You have heard that it was said of those of old, You shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery. You know, so it's thoughts, our thoughts. God sees what we're like inside. So, we're all guilty. <laughs> we were all broken those commandments. Do you remember what I said right at the beginning? What's, what's, what are the Ten Commandments like looking into? What's it like looking into? Can, any, can you remember? A mirror. Yeah, you look at the Ten Commandments... And you try and keep them, but actually inside we know that we don't. We're like a mirror, and the mirror shows us that we're very sinful. That's why we need a saviour. That's why we need God's love. Let me show you, and I've just got a few minutes now to finish this off. Let me just turn this round. Because that's, in a way, the good and the bad news, but here's an even better news. Let's see what's on the other side. I haven't even looked at this other side. Oh, well, it's the same, so I'll leave it like that. Okay. Let me just... Let's put this up instead. You probably... It's, it is white, so you... Let's have a see. White against white, but anyway, never mind. See, there was somebody who actually kept all the commandments perfectly. All of his life. His name was Jesus. Jesus never coveted, never committed adultery in his mind, never lied, never always put God first, never coveted things, never stole things. He was always respectful, perfectly to all of those things. He, he obeyed in every way the commandments. So what happened to him? Well, we know, don't we? He died. He, he died for us. That's why Jesus died. He died for you and me. But there were two other people who died either side of him. I'm sure you know the, what happened. There were two robbers, weren't they? Two, actually worse than robbers. I think these were murderers. And they were crucified either side of him. They were clearly sinful. They were bad. They were, they were, there was things wrong. But you know, that's like us. We're just like that. Because we're all sinful. We've all broken those commandments. But the wonderful thing is, and this, this is strange, as Jesus hung on that cross for you and me, something happened. And this is what happened. Let me just put that around. He became sin for you and me. So, on that cross, that perfect, wonderful Son of God, Jesus, dying on that cross, as he died on that cross, God, his Father, it says, the Bible says, laid on him the sin of us all. So all those commandments that we've broken, and all the wrong things we've done, all of that sin that should lead us to God's judgment and, and punishment and even hell, God put on his own Son. And he carried that for you and me. That's great. Well, isn't God good? 
Isn't Jesus wonderful? He loved us so much that he died and he took our sin, he took our punishment. And this is what happened. One of these men, as he was being crucified, he had a sudden insight and he realized as he was dying, this man was dying, he saw Jesus and he realized that actually Jesus was who he said he was, the one who could save him, the redeemer, the, the one, the one sent from God. And this man, he cried out to God, he's crying out to Jesus, have mercy upon me. I, I, basically, that's all he said. And you know what Jesus said? Today, you will be with me in paradise. You'll be with me in heaven. And this is what happened. All of his sin was washed away in that moment. And he went to heaven. Not because he was good, but because he was a sinner, sinful, but he was saved by a good God. And Jesus died for his sin. Now, that's us. That's you and me. We, we all, we've broken those commands. All of them, every one of us, girls and boys and adults too, we're, we're sinful, we deserve God's punishment. God loves us so much that he wants us to have a relationship with him, even despite that. He wants you to know him. He wants me. And he says to you, you can be like this. How? By calling on the Lord Jesus Christ. By saying, God, I am sinful. I know that. I need, I need forgiveness. And I want to ask Jesus Christ to be my saviour. And I put my trust in him. It's as simple as that. Such a simple step. But it's life changing. Because then God can come in and cleanse your heart. And he gives you new strength to live in a way that's pleasing to God. So... God is great, isn't he? We're sinful. We, we, we know. We, we can try our hardest and you'll never ever get to heaven by trying to please him like that way because no one can perfectly. But because of what Christ has done, we can have forgiveness. Now, that was me. That was me. I was like that, full of sin. I, was, I needed God's forgiveness. And I put my trust in Jesus as my saviour a long, long time ago. And that has changed my life wonderfully. And the moment I asked Jesus to become my saviour and I said, I'm sorry for my sin, I want to change. and put my trust in you. That became me. And I know many here this morning are like that. You've done that. It's changed your life. Jesus has, has become your saviour and Lord and you're living for him. Would you like that? If you've never ever experienced this, you've never received Jesus as your saviour who died for your sin, then why not this morning? Why not today? Why not now? Ask him. Trust in him. Turn to God. Ask. Simply ask him. I'm going to say a prayer in a moment. And I'm going to invite you, if you'd like to pray that prayer. And I'm serious about this. Then I invite you to pray that prayer and ask Christ to become your saviour and Lord. Let's take a moment to think about that. And then I'm going to pray. Shall we be quiet and shall we close our eyes? I'm going to pray a prayer, simple prayer. And if you would really love to know this same Jesus as your saviour, and you want to give your life to God this morning, whether you're a child, whether you're a teenager, whether you're an adult, whether you're young or old, then I invite you, would you say this prayer quietly to yourself, 
after me. I'll say it slowly, then you can repeat it to yourself. But it's to God you're praying. And it's a prayer of faith. And it will help you to find that same, that relationship with God that God wants you to have this morning and for the rest of your life. Let's pray. And this is a prayer to say, you can say it after me, but say it quietly to yourself and to God. Dear God, I know that I'm a sinner. I've broken your commandments many times over. And I'm sorry for that. And I ask for your forgiveness. And I believe that Jesus Christ is your son. That he died on the cross for my sins. And that you've raised him from the dead to life. With your help, I turn from my sin and I repent. And I invite Jesus to become my saviour now. Take charge of my life from this moment forward. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I'd like to give you a little booklet to take with you, whether, however, however old you are, ch children or uh, adults, and uh, it will help to you know, to understand a little bit more of what the next step is and how you can grow more in that knowledge of God and knowledge of Christ as your saviour. Uh, the band would come up. Thank you. Try and remember these things. And uh, if you forget, have a word with me and I'll tell you what the, other, what the numbers meant if you need reminding. So we're going to sing to finish with a song that asks a question. It says, Who, O Lord, could save themselves, their own soul to heal? Our shame was deeper than the sea, or grace is deeper still, and this is what the good news, news is. You alone can rescue. You alone can save. You alone can lift us from the grave. Let's stand and we're going to sing this to finish with. Bring in share lunch, but if you haven't brought any, that's fine. We'll just make it spread out and that's in the youth hall as well um, after a little while. So, so and uh, yeah, just a reminder, if you really would like to know more or you prayed that prayer, please ask me and I'll give you a booklet um, that will help you. So let's just pray, shall we? Lord God, thank you that you know our hearts, you know everything about us. Thank you, Lord, that you provided for our greatest need in Jesus, our Saviour, who died for our sins. Lord, for any who have responded this morning in faith, have put their trust in Christ, I pray that the Holy Spirit would do his full work in their lives and give them that full assurance of sins forgiven. And help them, Lord, we pray, to know Christ in a new and a real way. Make Christ real to them. Would you fill them with your love, and your spirit, we pray. And help us, we pray as well, Lord. We want to please you. We want to keep following you, Lord. And those of us who seek to love you and uh, seek to put you first, Lord, help us to do that. Help us to do that always. So that, Lord, we honour you and we glorify you in all the ways that we live because of Jesus. So, Father, part us with your blessing. Thank you for this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's remain standing, shall we? Okay.
Thank you.